0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team,
1: power. I love the power. 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 I love the power. power.
0: Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast, coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Maca Nineteen, and joining us, uh, as always, is Portia.
1: Hello, listeners. It's me. What's going on? Not much, really. Three podcasts in a week. Oh, yeah, that's pretty excessive. Oh. It's almost like there's nothing happening much in between, or no football and things like that. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> this
0: is bizarre. This is almost a full time job. No, nah, not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> long way from that. That's it. Maybe for you though. Hmm.
0: I've got to say a big shout out to Ryan in the Spreaker chat. He's always the first one on. He's,
1: oh, he's been, good, as isn't he?
0: Beaver i got to say, good on your iron.
1: Yep, on your iron.
0: <laughs> well, let's get straight into it. Um, there's no news, so no. Uh, might as well get straight into the reason for this podcast, and that's going through uh, the second batch of Victoria Country uh, draftees or potential draftees uh, that we expect might go somewhere in this year's draft, um, and the first one... Uh, is someone that uh, a lot of people on our board are very, very interested in. He's going to be there, you would think, at our pick, and that's Jared Berry from uh, North Ballarat, uh, who's a 191cm, 80 kilo halfback flank. Uh, can also play as an outside mid. A uh, play comparison for me, someone like uh, Cade Colajazny. Uh He's a real solid playmaking back flanker with uh, lots of potential midfield scope, I think. Uh, he's a great size at 191cm, uh, loves to create, really good skills. Your thoughts, Portia?
1: I don't like him. I don't like him. Don't physically like him. F- physically fitness wise, all that stuff, he's bang on. You know, if you're gonna recruit a half back flanker, yeah, he's got the fitness, he's got the height, he's got the size, he's got everything you want. But I don't like his brain. I don't like his brain. I, I, I think he's okay. good when he's got I think he's good when his first decision's there, when his first option's there. I think he's excellent in that situation. But I feel like it all disappears really quickly when that first option's not there and his efficiency of disposal goes way down. Um, I think he looks backwards too much, uh, I, which I don't like. It's old port, not the new port we're trying to build. You know, like it, it's sort of the opposite. He's sort of the opposite of Pitard. He's the opposite of Pittard, in my view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the exact opposite, and I like Pittard, so <laughs> that makes sense. Mm. Well,
0: that's uh, <laughs> that's intriguing. Do you want to expand a little bit more?
1: No, not really. I, okay. It's 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 hard to it's look. It's hard to say because, like I said, you know, there's a lot of good things he does do, but I just feel like he's one of those players, like. I don't know, like, let's take someone like Brad Evert, yeah? So you say, we draft Brad Evert with a first-round pick, and you think, oh, yeah, cool. And you look at the games played at the end of his career, and you think, yeah, that was pretty good use for a first-round pick. Then you sort of also think every game you're watching him play, like, there'll always be a few things that go, oh, yeah, we're going to have to build around that, you know? Like, it's, I don't know, like, maybe I've got some sort of ridiculously lofty ideal, which is highly possible. But... I just sort of feel like if we're looking at him, and he probably he might be a ten-year player. Um, is he a ten-year player that's going to fit the sort of speed and precision style of game plan we want to play? Because I'm not sure he does.
0: That's a huge call because physically he's got all the goods. Um, yeah. In my opinion, like he's he nailed the draft camp. Like he was the best performer at the draft mm, camp. He mm, was mm. one of the quickest players there. Certainly one of the fittest. He, he was first in the um, uh, in the three kilometer run I think he finished uh, second or third in the uh, in the shuttle as well did a 15 beat test uh, very very quick very very agile got really really good skills um, yeah I, I don't know I, I quite like him I think at an absolute minimum I can see him playing hundred and hundred and fifty sort of bog standard games at, at, at a minimum I think yeah but... his potential scope he could be one of the best players in the AFL, I think. Um, I, I think he's I... got that potential capability that if he reaches his potential, that's, this, that's his ceiling, I think. I, I can really see him becoming that sort of Luke Hodge general uh, mm. playmaking uh, leader.
1: Um, yeah, look, I I know what you're saying, but I've got to disagree, I'm afraid. I I, I think that's probably where we differ. I think that we both agree on some things, but I think his ceiling's a lot lower than you do. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're looking for a player comparison for me, this is a harsh one. I've already said, Brady, but I suppose Paul Stewart's like a lower end version. Um, So for me, Barry is not an absolute no, I I should clarify. He's a no for me at 14 or 17, but if he's there at 30 or 31, I'd take him. But 14 and 17, I think we can do better, really.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't know. I can see him. I can certainly see him being there at 14 or 17. Um, look, he, I don't think he's had a really good year. I think that's something no. that really holds against him. He was a, an All Australian in 2015. At the start of the season, he was talked about as a potential top five pick, even a potential number one pick. Uh, but it just didn't really work out uh, his way this year. Uh, he had a pretty poor championships, to be honest. He only averaged 12 touches a game at the champs. Um, has had reasonable form at north Ballarat but certainly nothing uh, that really stands out um but even then like you just i don't know for me you just note uh, just how smooth he is with his with the bowl i think he makes really good decisions i think he hits targets uh, physically he's got all the goods i don't know it's uh it's an interesting one i think with pick 14 uh, or 17. I can't really see us getting um, a better player, to be honest.
1: Oh, I, I, I thoroughly disagree with you there, Macca. But okay. um, yeah, no, I mean, I, if not just a better, not just a better fit for I suppose what we actually desperately need, because there's heaps of halfback flankers that we can get at thirty and thirty-one. We'll know that for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like um. It's really hard to explain this is a really hard one to clarify. It's always hard to clarify when there's no obvious metrics but I, 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 I think his focus I many talk there's some talk about him being inconsistent during the year and I think that that brain thing I'm talking about is focus so I think he's like I said he's good at his first option he's good at picking that out really quickly but i I've, I have doubts about his ability to genuinely think on the fly like if you know that first option's not there. I think he just sort of goes for something and I don't reckon that necessarily comes off much at all. And yep. I think at AFL level that'll get really exposed because you know this is under 18 still. Under 18s is it's it's pretty good, but it's still not as accountable as like you know going up against the Sydney Swans at the SCG. yeah? so I, yep. I think that those flaws will become more obvious at AFL level, and that's probably my concern. But like I said, I'd go for him at 30 or 31, but I think we can do better early.
0: Okay, I doubt. I highly doubt he'll be there at 30 or 31. I'll... Yeah, me too. I guess there's a chance, but I think with his leadership capability, he was a captain at um, at Vic Country this year. Uh, I think with the the form that he's shown um, so far, I think he's. I, I I would think he's gone by pick twenty, to be honest. Um, and I think he will definitely come into consideration with with our first two picks.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I think he probably will come into consideration, but I just hope we don't take him. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm okay. quite certain. I'm quite certain there will be players at those picks that I would much, 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 much rather have on our list than Barry.
0: So, if we do pick him, where do you see him fitting in at Port Adelaide? Do you see him becoming that sort of back flanker, or do you think he will turn into a midfielder?
1: I see him becoming that back flanker, wearing Paul Stewart's number, maybe getting a bit of a go in midfield until they realise that maybe he isn't fast enough to think through the midfield and then ending up as a back flanker for the rest of his career.
0: Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. I think, um, Tough yeah, call it, I, I like your convictions there, Portia, <laughs> and I think you've raised a very good argument.
1: Well, look, I mean, this is one of the ones, like, if people are out there, you know, thinking, how am I going to get that, Portia, bookmark this one, because this is one where I, rec- I do recognise I might be completely off base on my assessment, but this is my assessment. It's probably wrong, but yep. I'm sticking with it.
0: No, you've done well. <laughs> I like that. I, I am going to disagree with you, I think. Mm. um, I think at a bare minimum, I think he's going to play 100 games and be a good ordinary footballer. Um, Whether he can become that superstar elite uh, potential match winner on a regular basis, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, it's uh, certainly an an interesting one. And uh, I'm sort of half expecting his name to be called out on draft night for Port Adelaide, I've got to say.
1: Yeah, I am too, but then we'll see what comes from that.
0: <laughs> right, next player, and someone that I really wish we could get. I really, really wish we could get this guy. Also from North Ballarat, and that's uh, Jarrah Berry's teammate, uh, Hugh McCluggage, who's a 185 centimetre, 75 kilo midfielder. Uh, can also play on a forward flank. Um, player comparison is uh, very much like Robbie Gray. Uh, also Scott Pendlebury is rated with. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to run out of... Uh, hyperbole and uh,
1: <laughs> so and, and all the
0: good possible things I could possibly say about Hugh McCluggage because quite simply he is that good.
1: Look, McCluggage for me, he's one of those juniors that would terrify me as a recruiter with the number one pick. Like he'd absolutely terrify me. <laughs> because and I'll explain why. The reason is he looks so comfortable at this level that mm. You know when a player like when a player in the NFL looks so comfortable at sNFL level, you sort of start thinking, can are they just this is just their perfect level? you know um, yeah. I, I don't know I, I think he's really good. He, he makes all the right decisions. he's really he gets involved with the play in just the right amount, like he's not a ball hog, but he also knows how to be there for all the important players. like he's got fantastic instincts. Um, I think he's a bit deceptive as number one midfielders go because I think he's probably more your number two midfielder on your side. Um, I think that like I think he's been served really well by having someone like Brodie there alongside him in big, big country, um, because I think if he was like if he was in the same situation we've had Travis Boken in the past where he's sort of the number one guy and gets smashed around every week, yeah. um, I think that'll be a, that's an absolutely terrible scenario for McCluggish to be in. I don't think he'd look good at all. I think he could you know get injured quite regularly. But if he goes into a side with an established midfield. Um he could be absolutely fantastic from day one and then just go on and be an absolute champion in a side that maintains a decent midfield to allow him to show the skills he's got. Yeah. Um so for him, I really, really hope he doesn't end up at like a Brisbane or a Fremantle. I think that would be the worst case scenario for him.
0: Yeah. I think it's pretty clear he's going to Essendon a pick one. Hopefully.
1: Um not hopefully, he'll actually be really good there, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I think and look, I think he will suit Essendon down to a T. I think Uh, with all their players coming back they've got the midfield um, which will be able to handle the cluggage coming in and just doing burst periods through the middle he'll he'll start on a forward flank I think and he could potentially kick 30 plus goals next year it's very much like Jason Akamanis in that regard, he's super silky Mm -hmm. he's uh, very influential he's a match winner Uh, he's very damaging he can win clearances, he kicks goals from anywhere Um, and to be honest he's Probably the best one-touch uh, junior footballer I've ever seen, to be honest.
1: He's fantastic in that respect. If I was going to compare him to one of the, the Brisbane Brownlow medalists, I don't think it would have been Acker. I think it would probably have been Lappin. Um, maybe Black. Okay. But probably Lappin. Lappin yeah. didn't win a Brownlow. But... Oh, no. Sorry. Well, you know, really good yeah. midfielders, didn't yeah. he? Who was the fourth no. one? Who am I missing?
0: Uh, you're missing Voss.
1: No, not Voss. No, I know Voss. But so there's Voss, three, Black.
0: Voss, Acker, and uh, Voss. four.
1: Oh, well, there you go. There's no. my brain. <laughs> it's 20 years ago. Give me a break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, look, um, I think everyone has kind of been waiting for him to play a bad game all year just to say, ha, huh, I told you so. He's not as good as what everyone says. But it just yeah. didn't happen. Like, he literally, oh. every single game he played this year, he was great. He was either best on ground or in the top three. Um, he absolutely dominated the TAC Cup. Uh, Averaged 27 touches and uh, over two goals a game. Kicked multiple goals on just about every game he played. Lays tackles, takes marks, um, wins clearances, um, and just how damaging he is around goal. Um, and you saw that in the All Stars game where he mm-hmm. just one touch pick up picks up the ball, takes a couple of steps, bang, goal straight away. Like he's one of the most clinical users of the ball. Um, that, that you're ever going to see at junior level, I think. He's had he's had an absolute marvellous year, and he's, uh definitely deserves the number one pick.
1: Yeah, look, um, for those people that have existed in the archaic days of spreadsheets when it was an unusual concept, there was a thing called WYSIWYG, which means what you see is what you get, and I think that should be his nickname because I think he'll do it at the next level exactly what he's doing right now. Yeah. He's a real safe bet. Um, and Ryan Piller good old Ryan he's chipped in he said it was the Fantastic Four of Brownlee Medals at Brisbane but Luke Power was the fourth one not Lappin no he never so won
0: a Medal either it was the Fantastic what? Four All Australians but not oh Bradley's. my god
1: Brisbane I, I just seem to have been erasing them from my memory completely and Luke was Power that, was the uh, fantastic, fantastic
0: Five because it was Aker Voss Black <laughs> Lappin and Power
1: yeah okay well there you go hmm. that's confusing as hell now <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not going to come out of this with the right answers in my head. <laughs> oh,
0: that's it. I wish we could get humour Um Are there concerns about what he can do at the next level? I think. Look, I think he needs to build up his body a bit. He needs to put on another sort of five or six kilos. I think uh, to be able to sort of um, yeah. hold his body in good stead in in the midfield at AFL level. But um, outside of that, uh, look I, at the very minimum, I, I can see him becoming an all Australian um, forward flanker as a minimum, I would think.
1: Uh, I'd be pretty disappointed if that's what you got. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, I that's basically you're... what we've got with Wingard. Well, I think that's yeah, I
1: suppose. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Mm. Mm. Right. Moving on, because we're not going to get him, and that's very disappointing, is another player that we're not going to get, who I'm also uh, very, very bullish on, and that's uh, Ben Ainsworth from Gippsland, <laughs> who's a uh, 179 centimetre, 76 uh, Kilo. A small forward can also run through the midfield. A player comparison would be someone like um, Jason Pleasure or Alan Didak. Uh, he's very explosive. Um, he's got elite skills. He's an impact player. He's very dangerous around goals. Uh, the good thing, because I think there was a bit of a concern about um, his potential scope at AFL level. Uh, didn't have a great championships. he was more of a burst player there. Um, But what he did um, in the second half of the season at TAC Cup level for Gippsland was move into the midfield, and he just dominated from that point on, Uh, was picking up uh, regular sort of high 20s, early 30s touches and a few goals a game, uh, which is pretty special, I think.
1: Yeah, look, um, this is going to sound like a foreign concept to people that think I hate small, but I actually like Ainsworth as a player, and if we were in the market for him, I would be pretty happy to get him.
0: You know what? Um, yeah? I was well, very much expecting you to say, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> don't rate him, don't like him. Shouldn't be picked in the first 40.
1: Nah, nah, I'm not in that camp. Um, look what he does, he does quite well. He's got a good physical build for a small, um, which is probably what you do need to be that if you're not super fast. But he is also actually pretty fast too. He's, yes, like, a, he's, very, very he's, he's, he's like a Brett Ebert with a better burst because um, I think Brett even if he was guilty of anything it was probably being more endurance based than you know um, impact speed yeah. um, but he, Ainsworth's got that I think if you're going to pick a player in this draft you know now that there's a, a hole in the AFL left by Brent Harvey like if you're going to try and pick a guy in this draft to reply, fill that hole it's probably Ben Ainsworth um, he's got the potential to play a very long time I reckon he's got the potential to um, be a, you know more than a hundred game player I would reckon pretty comfortably depending on where he ends up Um yeah, look, he's got a lot of potential, but, you know, small forward, first-round picks, they don't usually come in line. So um, I, I, it'll be fascinating to see where he ends up. He couldn't end up on a side and play in a grand final next year. Um, that's the sort of player he is, I think.
0: Yeah. I really, really rate him highly. I think he's got future midfield all over him, to be honest. Um, he is very, very quick off the mark. He's He had the, the quickest five-metre uh, sprint at uh, at the uh, championships, was second in the 20-metre with a 2.9, which is fantastic. Uh, in the top 10% with the agility tests, repeat sprints, um, did a really good beat test as well. So physically, he's got all the tools. He's got a massive leap, uh, really strong hands, kicks goals. Um, I guess uh, for, for a bit of a negative, I think he holds onto the ball too long when he's in the midfield. After he takes a mark, he sort of take, holds onto it for you know two or three seconds too long. Um, If he can quicken up that side of his game, I think he's going to be super, super damaging. And look, through the midfield, if I could relate him to anybody, it's probably Alan Didak in Dane Swan's body, I guess I'd say.
1: Yeah, Um, I think that the marking criticism you have there, I think that's one that will be negated by good coaching. Because one of the things you have to remember about Smalls in midfield is that they are going to always have more trouble having vision down the field than others, just yep. because there's, you know, they're at a lower level and there's more body in the way than you know, for a Ruckman, for example. So I think that'll get adjusted as he learns a game plan, knows where the players are going to be, finds out where the sweet spots on the field are and he can kick to them instinctively. So I'm not worried about that, personally. Yeah.
0: As I said, he had a great end to his season. Uh, in his last five games, he averaged uh, 26 touches and three goals a game at TAC Cup level. He played one game in the VFL and uh, kicked a couple of goals there, too, so... Uh, he was able to step up at uh, at a higher level and, and not uh, disappoint at all. So, um, where he looks like going, I think. Um, look, I, I think it's probably hard to see him going past Brisbane at pick three. To be honest.
1: Ooh, oh, ooh. Really?
0: Yep, I think they're super keen on him. Um, oh. If he does manage to get past there, I think Gold Coast would lap him up. I think uh, Carlton at pick five would also uh, be pretty keen.
1: Yeah, if I'm Brisbane on am I if look I am Brisbane at that pick I'm thinking Brady, quite honestly.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. they've got a lot of inside MIDI types already though. I think they need yeah, but... especially with Josh Green leaving, I think they need someone that can actually play straight away and kick goals, and that's what Ben Ainsworth is gonna do.
1: Yeah, but Brisbane are gonna hemorrhage players for a little while yet. Yeah, Gotta kick bring him in.
0: Yeah. I think one other thing that holds him in good stead for Brisbane is that he actually uh, said at the draft <laughs> camp um, I want to play for Brisbane he used to be oh, a well that makes supporter. it supporter <laughs> uh, he used to be a Brisbane supporter um, I think he said it in one of the interviews today um, that he said he'd be super keen to play up there um, so yeah I, I'm very much expecting him to go pick three right
1: that's interesting that's interesting mm. so you don't really
0: hear that from a big country boy <laughs> that you want well, to leave no, for Brisbane
1: but... Well, you say that, but he's the second one, because Joe Atley used to be a Brisbane Lions fan when he was a little kid, too. So are we at the bracket, like, next year we're going to have a whole bunch of kids from Vic Country that are Port fans?
0: Yeah, well, I guess when they're sort of four (laughs) or five growing up, um, which is what they would have been at this stage when they were winning premierships, um, I guess you can sort of be uh, quite impressionable and all that sort of stuff. So I guess you'd see a lot of sort of Brisbane fans around that age, I guess.
1: So next year or the year after, a bunch of Port fans. Bring it on. Nice. Nice. Port fans in a super draft year and we haven't got a first round pick. Woo. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I love it.
0: Uh, All right. Let's move on and talk about the next player. uh, Who is Reese Piper from Dandenong Stingrays. Who's 177 centimetre, 75 kilo small defender. Player comparison, if you can remember him, would be someone like Troy Makepeace. Yeah. You remember him?
1: Yeah. I do.
0: Yeah, he he reminds me a lot of him. He's a very solid physical looking player. Uh plays in a back pocket, uh quite dour. Um, takes risks with the ball, uh very very strong. Uh can probably play straight away. Uh happy to take the game on. Um I do think he's very very one dimensional though. Uh, yep. I don't see any midfield scope. Um, nope. So if he's going to get drafted, I think um, you're looking just at a small defender's role.
1: Yeah, look, he's a player that like if he was at the Port Magpies and you watching an AFL game, like he'd be a player you'd enjoy watching. I, I, I love, I like his kick. It's not a beautiful kick, but it always seems to be around about the mark. Like he's actually really a pretty good kick, but you know he's one dimensional. He's he's small for a small defender these days. So like he's not going to. He's he's got gonna have very specific roles. He almost might end up being a designated kicker and you know how I hate that role. I yeah. I, I, I don't mind. Well him he was as exactly player, that don't... for
0: Vic Huntry. Yeah. He was the kick in taker, so.
1: Yeah, so for me I, I just don't I, look I don't want to see him at port. I think he's probably a rookie list prospect for someone or maybe a late pick um that for a team that's in a pure rebuild but yeah. There's just not a huge amount of demand for um, small defenders that 177 centimetres and aren't you know elite in some respect like fitness or um, leap or something like that. I, I just and don't, don't have think he's the got potential enough
0: to potentially play in the midfield.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, he's missing a whole bunch of stuff that you need to be an AFL footballer. I think, yeah. um, but he's got some good assets that you know if it's state league he could be very good.
0: Yeah, I like the look of him, and I wouldn't mind seeing him. I, I hope he gets drafted. Um, with a rookie pick at, at the very least. I, I can't see him going in the national draft. I think rookie is where he stays. Um, and look, if he can get drafted there and you know put some good form together, I think he's the type of player that can come off the rookie list and play a good sort of 30 to 50 games for someone, I think.
1: Yeah, but that'd be a team that has a huge deficiency in halfback flankers, and I don't think there are any of those.
0: Yeah. Uh, is he likely to be drafted by Port? I would say definitely not. No. Nah. Uh, that's probably the last a... thing we need is another uh, very small, small defender.
1: And also, I mean, he just doesn't fit our profile in so many ways. Yeah. Mm. No, that's right. Uh,
0: moving on, next player is uh, Tom Williamson uh, from North Ballarat, the third North Ballarat player uh, this podcast so far. 188 centimeter, 89 kilo, small defender. Uh, Play comparison, he reminds me a lot of a young Shannon Hearn, I have to say. Uh, Very strong, well-built, good attacking instincts, uh, likes to play physical, had a really consistent year uh, for North Ballarat, picked up uh, 17 touches a game and was able to sort of control the play from the back lines pretty well. Um, What do you think about Tom?
1: I'm pretty uninspired by Tom. Um, I just don't see anything that makes me think, ah, he'll add this to our side. I, I don't think we... For me, I think there wouldn't be would be a lot of AFL sides that you say, oh, he will add X to our side. Yep. I think he's probably, for me, over his career, he's probably a, a depth player um, because he's probably a guy that will be able to come in and play a pretty basic role, but he won't ever be a key to your success, in my view. Yep.
0: Um, I can see him becoming that sort of Jamie McMillan from North Melbourne type that plays, you know, 100, 120 games. But uh, probably 10 years down the track, you think, Oh, who was that guy that used to play for us off the of back plate? That's yeah. That
1: sort of yeah. For me, when I'm thinking about guys like this, I always think: Would I rather draft them than um, Michael Farido the same age? And if the answer's no, then I don't want to draft them. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I'm not saying for, I, I don't. I'm not dissing Farido there. Like I actually don't mind Farido, but he's sort of like he's a borderline player for me. Mm. You could yeah. Depending on the club, you could see him out of the side or in the side, and if he's the line for me if you blow Michael Frieda then I, I've, I would struggle to justify it
0: I think a lot of teams I think a lot of teams will be interested in Tom and also interested in yeah. um, trying to develop him into a midfielder um, whether he's got that scope I'm not hundred percent sure but um, look he he had a wonderful combine as well finished first in the agility tests and, and placed in uh, both the uh, the uh, leap tests and also the time trial as well so physically he's uh, he's ready to go ready to play. There's a lot to like about him in that um, regards. I think he's a bit of a plug-and-play footballer. I think he should be able to play a decent amount of footy in year one. Um, where is he going to get drafted? I would think probably third round onwards, I would say.
1: Yeah, maybe. Hey, just while I remember, just a slight divert, mm-hmm. um, we talked about Stephen Wells and um, Geelong recruiting. Uh, just looking through the players we've reviewed as part of it, Country, uh, there's two Geelong players, two Geelong Falcons players, Sean Darcy, who is a rookie list pick, and Alex Witherden coming off injury. Yeah. It's really no surprise that the traditional, you know, that Geelong are not very interested in a draft where there's no good Geelong Falcons. That sort of has <laughs> been pretty... Uh, <laughs> so it makes even more sense that they wouldn't be all that interested in this draft year, I think. I just wanted to mention yeah. that while I remembered.
0: that's, that's a good call. <laughs> I like that call. That's interesting.
1: They love the Falcons, and they there's do. no good Falcons. Yep. They haven't got the in anywhere else, so...
0: No, that's right. Mm. All right, next player is uh, Mitchell McCarthy from Dandenong, who is uh, 196 centimetre, 87 kilo. Uh, plays as a, an undersized ruck, also a key defender. Player comparison, pretty clear there, is also uh, Jackson Trengove. Um oh, no. He's very athletic. He's He's got a really high leap. Um, he missed all of 2015 on a basketball scholarship. Uh, in California, uh, but really missed footy. Chose to come home and concentrate on footy. Um, only managed the, uh, the six TAC Cup games this year. Injured a navicular halfway through the season, which uh, ended his season um, partway through the championships, I think. Uh, but when he did play, I, I really liked his athleticism. Um, I think he, he's very, very raw at the moment, um, but he's someone with uh, pretty good potential.
1: Look, I have mixed feelings about Mitchell. I like him in that – i mean you can see that you can see the basketball background because his footwork is fantastic yeah. well, he's got real, he's got dancing feet he's really good yeah. um but he's also quite light and he's gonna be he looks he, he's quite light but he seems to he seems to trend towards a contested role, which is obviously where you're getting the Jackson trengo comparison that makes sense um but if he's stress factoring. And he's quite light. Like if you add weight to it, does that make the foot go away? You know, mm. um, like if you he, uh, because he's he's exactly in that level where I think if you added another, you know, five kilos, ten kilos to him, maybe not ten, but you know, five or seven, yeah. um, that he could lose that thing that you sort of get enthusiastic about. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't do it, then he might be a really injury prone player because he doesn't have enough to defend himself in a physical contest. Yeah. He's a real like – like I said, I like him. I definitely don't want him to, us to pick him with our first four picks, but if he was there at 85 or whatever it is, then I would really consider it if we were confident in our conditioning team.
0: Yep. No, it's an interesting call, and I do agree. I think um, if you were to put an extra sort of five to seven kilos on him, he might lose that little bit of zip. Um, mm. But he does have great athleticism. Um, the navicular is a big sort of um, – yeah. It's, it's a big worry uh, for a seventeen, eighteen-year-old. Um, that's that's a huge concern, I think. Um, whether he look, you obviously got to hope that he gets over that um, pretty well and, and does have an AFL career. And look, I think he'll sort of st- uh, start to come into consideration from sort of halfway through the second round. I can see someone going pretty early on him in that regard, just because of his physical traits. Um, and and of course, someone that uh, they can probably see uh, turning into a, a really athletic, quick key defender uh, with a big leap, good reach, um, and also someone that can play in the ruck as well.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, definitely not without good four picks. But if you know, as a sort of a last guy on the main list, maybe. Yeah. Um, but then, even then, I don't know whether we wouldn't just go for a halfback, like a, a grunt halfback at that pick, anyway. Mm. It, I think he's the sort of player that if you're, like I I think I said uh, on Tuesday, like if you're on the rise, there are certain teams that can do things that others can't. And so if you're on the rise and you're just looking for a couple of young blokes to not ruin your salary cap and maybe be good in three years' time, like that's the sort of team that might look at him. Um, Sort of like we did with, I guess, Stephen Gillum back in the day. And we just, you know, he had time to develop, but we maybe didn't give him time to develop at our level and then he pissed off and played heaps of games and premierships. and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: <clears throat> very true. Very true. <laughs> all right, moving on. Next player yeah. is uh, Asava Radagalia uh, from the Murray Bush Rangers, who's a 194 centimeter, 95 kilo ruck and key forward. Um, Play comparison is pretty hard, but I would say he plays a, a similar sort of game to someone like Kurt Tippett, I guess. Yeah. Um, super strong, very, very raw. He's, he's all about potential, uh, he's got fantastic athletic traits can play in multiple positions, um, had a couple of real standout games for Murray this year. In his second game at TAC Cup level, he kicked four goals. In his third game, he kicked uh, eight goals, took nine marks. Um, and that saw him sort of um, thrush, uh, thrust into the, uh, 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 the countryside at short notice, um, where he, he probably didn't dominate. He, he only had a few kicks in each game. Um, but then he, he went back to the uh, TAC Cup level, played a lot in the ruck, and did look pretty good there.
1: I look I'm in the s i a radically fan club um, I even know how to spell his name, so that puts me yeah. right up there <laughs> uh, i I like him, but like for me ten years ago, if ten years ago, if he was in the draft, he'd probably be an early second round pick, yeah. but I think that clubs look for different things now. he is incredibly like he's incredibly raw and he's also very inconsistent in his disposal um he needs yeah. to learn a lot of the game he needs to learn heaps of the game and so He's the sort of player that would have really benefited from being on like a GWS extended list or something like that where yeah. maybe you get a bit of tuition, a bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably like a late pick slash rookie pick, but yeah, if he comes sure. good, he could be really good. Yeah. Um, he's one of those um, boom or bust players definitely in that category. Uh, yeah.
0: He reminds me a lot of Casey Sivisato in that regard where okay. you kind of... The, the raw tools are there, but he could either be All-Australian Superstar or not play a game, <laughs> basically. Yeah. White, Casey Superstar. Spencer White's probably another one as well. Um, I, I think he's going to go late, uh, potentially not get drafted at all and, and last until the rookie draft. And, look, something which um, I think he'll definitely end up on an AFL list because he is linked mm. to Richmond as part of the alternate pathways system. Okay. Um, so I think, at the very least, they'll definitely pick him there because they need key forwards. Um, and look, He would be the ultimate cult hero for Richmond. And I've got to say, just moving back one player, uh, Mitch McCarthy, I think, is linked to St Kilda in the same uh, system as well. So uh, I think that's probably a good thing for him too. <clears throat> but yeah, look, physically... Um, He's, he's bloody quick. Like he's, He did a yeah. 2.93 over 20 metres at the draft camp, which is ridiculously quick for a player his size. Got got a huge leap, did the second best jump at the uh, yep. at the combine, takes a really strong mark. But yeah, it's, it's all about his football now, his football skills. They're it probably is. 10% there at the moment. But look, if you're kicking eight goals a game and you're 10% there, that's, that's, that's pretty good potential
1: there. I know. Look, he's he's a really challenging player for me. Um I would love it if we drafted him like pick thirty one, but I think that that could go really wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it could, I think oh. it could go hugely wrong, but I, I I could understand the thinking. But I guess this is what I'm saying. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like it's just such a tough one because there is just that scope. But unlike some other players, like that scope is not just you know varied, but also in terms of value to your side, potentially enormous, particularly if Port, as KT intimated on Monday, is sort of moving away from the idea of like the big lumbering ruck in, mid, in the middle. You know, having a, a, a genuine combo key position forward and ruck. And let's face it, he is genuinely that. Like he, he kicks bags and he hit, he gets hit out. He's not one of these ruckmen that you sort of say, oh, he took a mark in defence once, he's a backman. Yeah. Um. You know, he's he's legitimately a, um, a dual threat. I reckon I would. I reckon I would pick him at 31.
0: But oh, we'd, a, we'd need to a put a lot
1: of work into him. I know, I know. Oh, I know. Jeff if Parker wouldn't
0: pick, sleep for three years, I reckon.
1: If, we had picked, <laughs> if we'd kept pick 65 or whatever it is in that um, trade pick swap, then maybe that'd be the sweet spot for him. Yeah. But I don't, I, don't rec- I don't know that he'd last later than that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I
0: can see... Look, just because he is so raw, I can see he him is so going raw. very, very late. Oh. Um and potential rookie pick as well. I, I can see him not getting drafted in the national draft. Uh,
1: he, I think he's one of the,
0: Yeah, he, like he's, he is really hard to rate.
1: <laughs> the is. other thing
0: for me is that at 194 centimeters, he's probably not going to be able to rock all that much at AFL level.
1: But his leaps ridiculous. His like, leap is really
0: good. I, but... I
1: did look when I was when I was getting ready to shit-can Max Lynch. Um, I looked up his combination <laughs> of, of height and leap, and it's better than Max Lynch's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. I I wouldn't be game enough to pick him at 31 because no. I think there's too big a risk that he won't play a game. He'll
1: Honestly, I, I, I probably wouldn't either. But like I said, I would understand why we did. It would be one of those ones. If we did pick him at 31, I wouldn't give the club shit for it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like yeah. if it didn't work out, I'd be like, look, I understand. And I think he's also one of those players where if he does get drafted late and he becomes a superstar, it won't be one of those ones where clubs are going, oh, how did we miss him? And be like, oh, yeah, you came away with a, you know, Melbourne Cup winner that wasn't one of the favourites. Good luck to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. He'd be
0: 51, uh, 50 to 1 and uh, yeah. he'd be pretty yeah. rich after that, I reckon.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but I, I can't summarise any better. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you've you've done well. Uh, yeah, super hard to rate, but um, yeah. look, I really hope he gets. He's a definite to get drafted somewhere, as I said, at least uh, to Richmond as a Category B rookie. I think, um, and look, yeah. he's going to be the ultimate cult hero for someone. Uh, Absolutely, following his career is going to be uh, going to be fun to watch. I think
1: he's definitely the guy that you know. His the, the fans of his team will start talking him up, and then it'll be a Friday night game. You know. Kick zero goals six or something like that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or he'll kick ten on debut. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> oh shit, will break loose or something. Yeah, it'll, it'll be he's sort of like an.
1: He's basically an amplified John Butcher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right, moving on from the sublime to the ridiculous. There, uh, Sam Fowler from Dandenong Stingrays, one hundred and sixty-nine centimeters, sixty-six kilos, small forward. Play a comparison. Uh, he does play a lot like Caleb Daniel. I have got to say,
1: <laughs> he's
0: very very short. Um, but he does have really good goal sense and really good defensive pressure as well. Uh, he was one of the best goal kickers in the TAC Cup with 35 goals in 14 games. So he kicked multiple goals in, uh, in nine of his 14 games, which was great. Played four games at the Champs. Uh, his best game uh, was in his last match. Picked up 19 touches and a goal. Uh, I think his skills need a lot of improvement around the mm. ground. He can be very, very yep. wasteful. Rushes with the ball a hell of a lot. Uh, lacks the polish of um, uh, of some of the other players in this draft, but I don't know. If, I don't know. I can see someone giving him a go on a rookie list just because of the Caleb Daniel factor.
1: Yeah, I don't think he'll go anywhere though. So, yeah. I, I I didn't see anything that made me think he's draftable. Yeah. Um, he's certainly not draftable by Port, and no, definitely not. I, I I think he's very much one of those guys that people go, oh, I had Sam Fowler drops to the rookie list he'll be great value and then a year later no one will know who he is so yeah mm.
0: no I think rookie's his spot he's definitely not going to go in the national draft I think the only reason why I really included him in this list is because of the Caleb Daniel factor um, somewhat I reckon a team's going to look to try and find a bargain like that um, look he might come good you never know um, as I said he, he kicked a lot of goals this year um, did pick up a, a fair bit of the bowl as well. Good, good tackling. Uh, I, I think ultimately, he probably lacks the tricks for uh, AFL level.
1: Yeah, he's yep, going to be someone
0: agreed. that I reckon will kick like sixty plus goals at VFL level or something like that.
1: Yeah, could be for sure.
0: Next player is someone that um, we don't know a whole lot about. Um, we know he's rated super highly, and that's a uh, Jai Simpkin from Bendigo. Uh, he's one hundred and eighty-two centimetre, seventy-two kilo, small forward. Uh, Plays a lot like Mark is That sort of uh, small leading, small forward Really good skills, a strong grab Plenty of ability Uh, There's a lot of talk that um, Despite the fact that uh, uh, He broke his leg this year in a school game Only played the one TAC Cup He's still likely to go first round
1: I can't think of a pick Where if he and Will Hayward were both available I wouldn't pick Will Hayward
0: Okay Alright, that's fair
1: yeah, I, I just think that you know, I don't think we'd be in the market for multiple in that category. Yep. Um, you know, we just discussed we on are Tuesday into him had the, quite a lot. Yeah, I know, but we've just discussed on Tuesday our our track record of um drafting injured players and then them not working out at all and never yeah. getting back the thing that they had beforehand. So um, welcome
0: to Port Adelaide, Josh Hempkin. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, look, that's the thing. Like in these situations, you've got to look at upside. The upside might be that he's a really good small forward, but we could just draft a really good small forward. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like we, we could we could take a safer punt on a guy that we know will probably play fifty to hundred games. Um, it'll be pretty good. How good do you need your small forwards to potentially be? And is there really that much difference? And also, then there's just the injury risk. You know, he might not come back. He might have this this year if he hadn't been injured. He might have just sort of faded out and just been a generic guy like uh, Sam Fowler. We don't know. Um, yeah.
0: I think he's probably better than that. He had a really good year last year. He was uh, yeah. a really strong bottom age year. He's been rated as a as a top ten pick all year. Um, in his one game at TSC Cup level this year, he got 18 touches and four goals. So he played bloody well in that one game. Um, I, I guess clubs will want to try and work out if he does have midfield scope. I think that's something that's going to be pretty important for him. Um, Does he have that ability to play through the midfield? What sort of midfield role might he actually have? Is it going to be on a wing? Is it going to be sort of in the guts? Uh, that's something that clubs are going to try and work out.
1: I would be very happy if every other if any other club had a crack at him than us. I, I just don't I don't see the need for his player type. I think there's the injury risk and I think we can do things that are more useful to our side, so he's a red for me.
0: Yeah. I think um look, I don't think we'll pick him with fourteen or seventeen, but if he's there at thirty or thirty one, would you uh have a crack?
1: Nah, I reckon we can do better. Okay.
0: Fair enough.
1: I I I'll put it this way. I would draft Asapa Ratagalia ahead of Jai Simkin. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. That's all right. Yep. That's a, it's an interesting call. Um, I probably don't agree. Okay. To be honest. Um, <laughs> I rate him, obviously, like everyone else, I haven't seen a lot of him. Um, I really want to see him play a bit more. Uh, again, he's someone that's linked to, I think it's Richmond again, with... It uh, uh, might actually be St Kilda as well with, uh, with the National um, Alternate Pathways selection. So... The very least he's going to find his, uh, find a home somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: And the last player we're going to talk about tonight is also someone that's uh, been talked about a hell of a lot on our forum, and that's Willem Drew from North Ballarat, mm. uh, who's 188 centimetres, 78 kilo, uh, can play uh, either on a back flank, can play as an inside outside mid. Uh, I think he's a lot like Brody Smith and uh, Matt Broadbent in that regard. Mm. Um, had an Exceptionally good year at TAC Cup level, was named in the best players in 14 of his 15 games, picked up a lot of the ball, kicked goals, uh, laid tackles, really good clearance numbers, um, good handball receives numbers. Uh, He's very athletic, got really good pace, really good attacking instincts. Do you like him?
1: I kind of do. Because he, for me, like you talk about players sometimes being a running tackle where all they're good at doing is running and tackling. Yep. For me, he's he's, basically, he's like a running pair of hands, but that's much better. Mm-hmm. Like his hand pass, he's quick. He is quick by hand. Yeah. He's quick yeah. and he's accurate by hand. And that is really, that's so hugely valuable. And if you add that with a bit of speed, that's a zone breaker. That's an mm-hmm. absolute defensive zone breaker. So from that respect, I really do like him. Um, is he going to be able to upgrade to the next level? Don't I? I find the broadband comparison really tough because Broadman is so kick-based and Drew is so handball-based that they just seem like completely different guys to me. Yeah, um, I think...
0: I th- yeah, it's interesting. I think um, when he's playing off half-back, I think Drew is very much a kick-based player. Yeah. Um, I certainly agree with you in terms of his quick handball. I think he's probably the best handballer in this draft group. Certainly the quickest handballer in this draft group. For sure. Um, The reason why I've related him to someone like Matty Broadbent is his ability to play as an inside midfielder, ability to play on a wing, ability to play uh, across halfback as well. He he can do all the jobs that Matty Broadbent can do. Um, He's an interesting one because he, he didn't really have a great championship. So I was super impressed with him in his first game against Vic Metro. Uh, I thought he really helped sort of win that game. For, uh, sorry, he didn't let him win, win at all, but I thought he had a, a bloody good game that day. But then he just sort of disappeared at, at national level. Um, sort of got shoved in a back pocket, was doing a sort of shutdown role. Um, and the same thing would be said uh, in the All-Stars game at, uh, as, as well, where he sort of got shoved in a back pocket, um, didn't really do much. Um, and, a, and a lot of people sort of on our forum were sort of scratching their head, sort of saying... Why is he talked up as a first round pick?
1: Um, because if we remember how Jarman MP was playing in the second half of this year, where he just you get the ball to him and he'd just be able to create something through the middle, you know, as part of a fast play, yeah. he's that kind of player. Like he, I think for the port style that we're trying to build, like the ones that the young guys coming up are playing and trying to play. I think he's an excellent fit. If he's there at 30 or 31, I would absolutely understand if Port picked him. Yeah. Um, I think that he's obviously got to bulk up a bit because if he's going to play this style, he's going to have to be able to endure a few knocks. But I think if you're looking for a player in this draft that is going to be a, probably a second round proposition, um, it would be really hard to go past him if you're looking for a guy that can destroy zones. Like I'd He can't do it single-handedly. But if you make him part of a team that is built to do that, they'll move with speed, they move with accuracy, and they have fast hands, he's absolutely top of the pile.
0: Yeah.
1: For his niche, he's excellent.
0: Yeah. If Hawthorne had any picks at all above the top in the oh, first sort of 150, he would be the perfect fit for them, I reckon.
1: Oh, I reckon Sydney too, frankly. Yeah, Sydney as well, yep. yeah. Yeah, look, this is the thing. You name any of the top sides and you say, here have Willem Drew, They look. he looks excellent and they look better, in my view. Yeah. Yep. So I, I like him.
0: Do I like him? I'm not 100% sure. I've wavered more on Willem Drew than any other player in this draft uh, year, to mm. be honest. Like I've gone yeah. from really loving him to saying, I, I just don't see it, to sort of, yeah, I think he's going to be good, to, oh, I'm not sure. he's Is he going to crash and burn? Is he going to be, like again, I think he's he might be one of those players that's going to be an absolute gun or there's going to be a bit of a flop. Like I don't think there's going to be any sort of middle ground there. Uh, if he's there with uh, 30 or 31, I'd be pretty happy to take him, though, because uh, I think yeah, he's same. got the raw tools. I think he's there's a lot to like about him, and I think um, with the way that we want to play footy, uh, I think he would suit our game style pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only, the only concern I have is how good he is going the other way. That's my only concern.
0: Yeah. Well, I think as a midfielder, he's, he's very good. Yeah. You know, Huge tackle numbers. I think he averaged something like seven and a half tackles a game in the in the tag mm. cup, which is uh, which is elite for that level.
1: Yeah, but that's um, probably mostly because he was a secondary mid, though.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, look, he didn't impress defensively uh, at the championships or in the uh, All Stars game. I've got to say that. Mm. Um, where would you see him fitting in at Paul? Would you do you see him sort of? You know, playing across half-back, or do you think we would play him in the guts?
1: I see him competing with Amon.
0: Okay, yeah, I can see that.
1: I can I see, see him I playing see... on a
0: wing and doing a really good job, to be honest. And look, at 188 yeah. centimeters, I think we're due for a, a taller wingman, to be honest.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I think that, you know, we we sort of were all super enthusiastic about Archie and his handball and his physical build. Um, he doesn't have the same physical build, but he's got a probably a more useful handball. Like, the long handball is pretty... But if you can't execute it quickly, it doesn't happen. Um, what Will and Drew's got is that as the game gets tighter and faster and harder, what he's got shouldn't disappear. It should stay. Um, and that, you know, we're talking about for making a final side. That's that's for me. Like that's a finals trait he's got there. That's a that's what I'm talking about. Him as a Sydney or a Hawthorne or whatever else. Like he's he could be a real contributor, a genuine contributor to a, a, a top side. And for that yeah. reason, I would be pretty keen on having him
0: for sure. Look, to be honest, we need more Rangers. And look, anyone that's named after Willem Dafoe, um, I'm more than happy to draft, to be honest.
1: Right. I was trying to work out, why Willem, why Willem? Yeah, got it, got it. He was probably born when Spider-Man came out or something. (laughs) That's (laughs) it. Great
0: actor, great football talent. Yeah, match made in heaven. (laughs) Yeah, all good. Now, is there any Smokies from um, Vic Country that you came on? Look...
1: Um, For me, this is why they didn't do well at the championships because no, like in my view, I think we've we've already explored them. They've got some really good high-end talent then it really fades away extremely quickly. So I don't have any, but I know you've got a couple.
0: Uh, Yeah, I've got two. One's Bailey Morris, who's a halfback, can play through the midfield. I just haven't seen enough of him to make a judgment yet to talk about him for five minutes. But I think he's definitely a a probability to get drafted more than a possibility. I think he's probably going to go somewhere sort of from late second round to, to third round. I think he's got a lot of talent. I just haven't seen enough of him, um, enough of his games yet. Uh, And Kyle Kirby's another one who's a small forward, one hundred and eighty-one centimeters, eighty-six kilos. Kicked a lot of goals this year at the TAC Cup level. Uh, Had a stunning game on on his uh, VFL debut. I think he kicked five goals in his VFL debut, Uh, which should definitely see him drafted at some point. And again, he's another player linked to Richmond um, in the uh, alternate pathway system. So at the very least, he'll definitely find his way there because they need all the sort of talent up for that they can get.
1: Yeah. How many small forwards have we talked about so far, mecca in, in this series? It's,
0: uh, is this South Australia or the country? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. Like, I don't know. This is this is why you don't draft small forwards in the first round, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> Although, if Kirby's going to go anywhere, it's going to be last round of the draft or as or a rookie pick, yeah. i would think. But. Yeah, yeah. Morris is the, the smoky that's, um, that's likely to go. Uh, and she'll play plenty of AFL footy, I would think. Fair enough. But outside of that, that's pretty much it with uh, Vic Country.
1: All right. Well, Nick, ne- ne- my favourite state comes next week, which is WA. Is that right? It's WA next week. Uh,
0: I thought it might have been Vic Metro.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you let me know. <laughs> I will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm it was WA, sure it was Vic Metro, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've made a mistake there. I don't know, but.
1: Honestly, I really – if if SA's football program could be replaced by that of another state, um, I would pick WA's because they always seem to have a good big players. Their players always seem to be gut-busting. You're always trying to play really hard to, to, to play well, and that's a great sign because it shows that they've got what you need in proper football. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a real WA fan, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which Excited. is great
0: because it is definitely Vic Metro next week. Oh, shit. <laughs> so okay, tune in fine. Tuesday fine. Uh, for the first uh, batch of Vic Metro <laughs> players. Well, we'll talk about guys like uh, Andrew McGrath, Jack Scrimshaw, uh, Tim Taranto, um, Jordan Ridley, a couple of other uh, interesting players there as well.
1: This next week we'll be discussing the future good blokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. <laughs> well, unless you got anything else to add, uh, that's nah, much, oh, I'm good thanks Maka
0: Alright No worries Well,
1: have a good weekend
0: Have a good weekend yeah. out there listeners uh, Thanks for joining in the Spreaker Chat And uh, until next time can the pair
1: Khan the Yeah. Ratagalia Ratagalia Well <laughs> oh, they've got three in about five minutes here Well done, could you do it again It's going and going Three! Uh-huh. Uh-huh.